Listening Dog Media. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Offside Rule Euro Show is brought to you by HTC. Official smartphone of the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League. A very warm welcome to the Offside Rule Euro Show brought to you by HTC. If you wonder what all the hullabaloo is in the background, myself, Kate Borsay and Lindsay Hooper are currently stood outside White Hart Lane where a very happy crowd is filtering out, Lindsay. Very happy indeed. I don't know whether I'll be too happy when they've all gone and we're stood in a, in a different part of <laughs> North London to where I'm used to. <laughs> 5-1 the result to Spurs this evening and a great game for them. It's put everyone in a good mood. I'm hoping to get some singing in the background and if we get it, we will run after it for you. I'm sure there will be the odd song about Harry Kane, hat-trick hero tonight. <laughs> there will be, surely. Not just a hat-trick hero, but he also put a pair of, pair of goalkeeper gloves on, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and there was a song as well about England's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely in contention for an England place now after this game. We'll talk more on the game in just a second, Lindsay. Let's tell you what's coming up on the show today, folks. Well, we're going to be talking about not being able to say no. This is on the back of Eden Hazard being unable to refuse Didier Drogba a chance to take the first penalty in Chelsea's epic 6-0 victory against Maribor. So other things that you just can't say no to. I wouldn't have refused Didier, would you? I don't think I could say no to him. Edin summed it up seriously and he was like, well, he's Didier Drogba, of course I couldn't say no. I am totally with you, Edin. Uh, we are also going to talk standout results from this match week three of the Champions League. 40 goals after the first day of Champions League action on Tuesday. It quietened down a bit on Wednesday. It's been a good night tonight in the Europa League for the UK teams. And we'll run over the results in just a second. Just to quickly remind you, as the crowds continue to spill out here at White Hart Lane, I can see many happy gentlemen, some still in their work attire. And some ladies, Kate Borsay. Well, I was just about to say, actually, I can also see some pretty stylish ladies. Hats off to North London for their football style, including you, Lindsay Hooper, with some sort of Russian attempt on your head. Speaking of hats, this used to belong to my nan actually and when this comes out it that means... kind of says it all doesn't it <laughs> yeah, it does and um, when this comes out it means it really has dropped cold <laughs> we've got details of a competition coming up later for you where you can win tickets to see arsenal as they take on Anderlecht at home who knows if they'll be as lucky second time round uh, you can listen to us on audio boom and on itunes and uh, you can keep in touch with us on twitter at offside rule pod and do check out all the fantastic content on our european webpage that's offside rule-europeanfootball.com Lindsay, I'm going to get you to sum up this week's action in the Champions League and Europa League. Well, let's start with Tuesday night then and let's start with that Chelsea game because what a result that was. Chelsea beating Maribor 6-0 at Stamford Bridge. Didier Drogba scored his first goal since he scored that winning penalty for Chelsea when they actually won the Champions League. Man City, they seemed a bit disappointed with their score because they were away at CSKA Moscow. They drew two all Afterwards, Vincent Company very outspoken about the fact that Man City fans weren't allowed in and they hadn't done anything wrong and there was still quite a contingency, although CSKA Moscow weren't allowed many, there seemed to be fans from them there. Man City squandering a two-goal lead and it means that their Champions League
Week campaign now hangs in the balance. They're yet to register a win in the group stages. On to Liverpool, who suffered a 3-0 defeat at the hands of Real Madrid. Arsenal snuck a 2-1 win away to Anderlecht. And in the Europa League, as you've heard tonight, it was 5-1 to Spurs at White Hart Lane over Asterisk. Um, it was Everton 0, Lille 0, and it was Celtic 2 Astra won, and that Woo! rounds up the Europa League. Sounds like I've got someone in the background who's very happy about that Celtic <laughs> result as well, Lindsay. I think we found a friend. Um, also coming up later on, our chief European reporter, Kate Partridge, gives you a flavour of what you might not have picked up on some of the Champions League and Europa League fixtures this week. And uh, we've also got some sound bites from the one and only Jose Mourinho talking post-match after that Maribor game. Let's talk, Lindsay, about the game this evening at White Hart Lane. 5-1 to Spurs. Goodness me, you couldn't have asked much more from Harry Kane, could you? A hat-trick for him. Eric Lamella scored two, so he registered a brace. Was awful last season, but I think he might be winning Spurs fans over this season. He certainly looks stronger to me. He seems to be. That's the general consensus I'm getting as people are filtering out of White Hart Lane. I would say his first goal tonight, very impressive indeed. I'm not quite sure. I need to see the replay. It looked like he used his leg that was off-balance to actually shoot with the ball. So if he did, that was a very impressive goal. Um, it might be a trickery of the eye there on the replay, but a, a, an impressive goal nonetheless. Harry Kane, as we've heard, scored a hat-trick. Do you know he was released by Arsenal at 14 years old? And you think, oh, Arsenal could really do with a player like him at the moment, couldn't they? Particularly after that Anderlecht performance. Hugo Lloris. Now, he was sent off for a foul as the last man. Who came on as his replacement? Up pops Harry Kane again, brandishing a purple goalkeeper's shirt and a pair of gloves. And he couldn't keep the goal out. So he's gone down slightly in my... Est- no, he hasn't really. Still love Harry Kane. Um, but uh, Asterisk then registering a goal right at the death. But a great game for Spurs. Really seals their intention, actually, within this Europa League. And Pochettino's got to be very happy with his team's performance. Yeah, I, I was reading some back page articles on the way here tonight and um, lots of journalists saying that players that they've interviewed have been saying that they're very confident here about doing the double and that double means winning the Europa League. That's what Spurs want, apparently. They want a trophy, don't they, in the cabinet and making Champions League football, uh, getting in the top four. Well, they've failed to register a win. They've just had draws so far against Besiktas and Partizan Belgrade until tonight. So tonight's win very much needed. Asterisk, well, they had quite a lot of heart in certain parts of the game, but just no end product, really. No, and Hugo Lloris wasn't tested too much. He had the odd save to make before he was sent off. I'm, my, by the way, I'm interviewing Hugo Lloris tomorrow. Do you think he's going to be in a good mood? <laughs> I think you'll see the lighter side of it. I think. All right, let's move on to our first topic, standout results. I've asked you to pick out a couple of results, Lindsay, from this match week's action. We've already obviously talked about Spurs this evening. Who are you going to look at next? Well, I'm going to start with Bayern Munich's result against Roma. 7-1. What a result that they recorded. And the reason why I'm picking this, it's not just that Bayern Munich are in such great form. I think you've got to really highlight the opposition here and how strong the opposition were deemed to be going into this match. Roma have certainly been rejuvenated under new manager Rudy Garcia. I think everyone expected them to really put a fight up against Bayern Munich. And although Bayern Munich were the favourites to win, I think they thought it would be a lot closer than it was. You've got to remember as well that Roma were runners-up in Serie A last season. They're currently in second place in the league at the moment. So they are a side in form and they've got a really good solid back four usually. Letting seven goals in wouldn't have been expected. Well, it was a Bayern Munich masterclass and I would be inclined to say it was less about Roma and Roma were poor Jovino with the only goal 
but it was a Bayern Munich masterclass. Everything clicked with that German efficiency that we know Bayern Munich do so well. Guardiola's got to be very impressed with his team. They just look so strong, don't they? Well, I'm going to pick Chelsea. We've already mentioned them, but they're my standout result simply because it was such a confident, delicious performance to watch. It was really, really good. Defeating Maribor at home at Stamford Bridge. And we had a competition winner there as well, actually, uh, courtesy of HTC and UEFA. Chelsea oozed class. They really did. They didn't sit back either when they were clearly in control. And I've got to respect them for that. And that's very much Mourinho's style, isn't it? He'll go all out until the end. The rubbish trucks are out, by the way, folks. I'm thinking of putting Lindsay's hat in. (laughs) Don't you dare take a swipe at my hat. Hazard was wonderful during the performance. So good to watch. You know, you don't have enough superlatives for a player. We know Hazard's a very talented chap indeed, but he really excelled in the match. We also got to see a couple of uh, new, young, bright Chelsea stars, one of whom, Dominic Solanke, I thought was very good. Uh, Attacking issues now, they're going into Manchester United at the weekend, and this is something to flag up, and this will tell you about the strength and depth of Chelsea's squad, because so far they've excelled because they've got options in every position, but uh, a possible injury to Remy, doubts over cost as well. Can Drogba last the whole 90 minutes? It'll be interesting to see what they do against Manchester United at the weekend. Um, On to my next one, Atletico Madrid. Um, Simeone said before uh, playing Malmo that Malmo shouldn't be underestimated. I think with a 5-0 scoreline, maybe they should. Maybe they should be underestimated. Actually, that isn't the full story. 5-0, you think, quite a comprehensive win. How about if I tell you this, at half-time, it was still nil-nil. All five goals came in the second half and it was coke for Atletico. Atletico Madrid, who I think is going to get a lot of inquiries in January, really bossing that midfield and really took charge of the game. It was all down to him. I think he really spurred on that win. Um, so if I'm going to give any man of the match performances from this le- latest UEFA Champions League and Europa League week, I think Koke would be my standout performer. Okay, she's inventing her own topics now. Uh, Arsenal's my other result. Stand out for the wrong reason as well. Oh God, they were awful. It was just so depressing to watch. They were defensively poor again and we know this is a card that's been been marked at Arsenal. You know, we heard about Jackie Oatley's <laughs> interview with Arsenal very at the weekend, but he didn't help himself by his side putting in another dismal performance defensively. Yeah, he might get asked that again, hasn't he? <laughs> Next couple of interviews. Beware. Uh, Kieran Gibbs rescuing one back just before the final whistle and Lucas Podolski managing to save Arsenal's blushes with another one in injury time. The result completely flatters Arsenal. Let's not think anything other than they were awful. They, they showed a couple of bright moments during the game, but look, for the opposition who they were playing, who were very, by the way, very organised, very neat, very, very precise. Arsenal just looked tired, they looked unmotivated, they were sloppy passing all over the place. Get the latest UEFA lineups, stats, and news on the HTC Football Feeder. Available for free on Google Play. Now, talking about Arsenal, HTC and UEFA have come together to bring you another fantastic competition that we're delighted to bring you the details of. Closing midnight Wednesday, 29th of October. So, the important thing with this one is get in there quick. It's to win a pair of tickets to see Arsenal play Andelect at the Emirates on Tuesday, the 4th of November. The question you need to answer correctly is who was Arsenal's top goal? scorer last season in all competitions. And remember as well if you want us to find you quite easily on Twitter you can use the hashtag HTC Offside. We'll find your answers that way but you can also enter via the website which is offsiderule-europeanfootball.com and you can enter that way. 
Yeah, good luck, folks. Uh, full T's and C's are available via the website as well. Now, talking of competition winners, Emma went with her mum to stand. We've had two Emmas, by the way, haven't we? Uh, uh, two competition winners have both been Emmas. Yes, different Emmas. Uh, but Emma went with her mum to Stamford Bridge to watch that Chelsea game against Maribor. So congratulations to her. Now, because that Chelsea game was our feature game, we decided to grab a few thoughts from Jose Mourinho after the game. And I know a lot of reporters there were very keen to ask him what he thought about Eden Hazard giving up his first penalty taker position to Didier Drogba. You want a fair answer, the right answer? Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Will that be the last time? No. They have the freedom to do it, uh, but he has to score. I was not expecting him to play 75. I, I, I spoke with him yesterday and we spoke about 30. But uh, circumstances, he had to come on. And the game went in a direction where he could manage the intensity and he could manage his, his range of movement. And he was comfortable to play 75 minutes. So in the end, was was very, very important for the deal because the best thing for a player to improve his condition is to play. So very good for him. We are in the group phase. We play three matches. To be in the final, you have to play 12 and qualify for the final. Long, long way to go. I think he's premature to speak about about that. Uh, we are not even qualified for the the next phase. So, step by step. First objective is to qualify. Second objective is to finish first in the group. So let's go step step by step. Jose Mourinho there, post the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge. Let's move on to our chief European reporter now, Kate Partridge. Now, generally, the Stadio Olimpico is known for gladiatorial performances. Unfortunately, it was the wrong side who put in the great performance when Bayern Munich travelled to Roma. Here's Kate with more details and a roundup of all the action this week. Eurobytes with Kate Partridge. For the closet statter who loves a good record, European weeks are the gifts that keep on giving. Tuesday's eight Champions League matches alone saw a record 40 goals scored, half of them by just three teams and seven of those by Bayern Munich. The 7-1 Blitz of Roma was the German champion's best ever European road trip. Scant consolation for Rudi Garcia's troops was the 65,000 sellout crowd, providing their Stadio Olimpico's biggest ever gate receipts. Well, probably since a reenactment of Gladiator there, and Jovino's second half strike put a stain on Bayern Maximus Munich's 813 minutes of clean sheets. Ukraine's minors were even better. Shakhtar Donetsk effected the joint biggest away win, triumphing 7-0 at Bate Borisov. Brazilian striker Luiz Adriano nabbed five of them, levelling Lionel Messi's mark for goals in a single match. And there was Chelsea, who squashed Maribor 6-0, age-defying striker Didier Drogba netting in his 12th straight campaign. Aside from Bayern, two other teams hold 100% records at the halfway stage. With 15 European Cups between them, Real Madrid took the plaudits, as well as Mario Balotelli's shirt, in a 3-0 win at Liverpool that keeps them on course to become the first ever team to defend their Champions League crown. World Player of the Year, Cristiano Ronaldo, put himself within one goal of equaling Raul's all-time tournament record of 71, surprisingly with his maiden goal at Anfield, though Real never lose in this competition when Karim Benzema scores and the lucky charm obliged with a brace.
And there's Borussia Dortmund. Coach Jurgen Klopp almost blew up his yellow anorak last weekend following a 2-1 defeat at promoted Cologne, a fifth league loss that left his side 14th. Woeful in Germany, but wunderbar in Europe. Marco Royce, back from injury, helped inspire a 4-0 thrashing of Galatasaray. In 1997, Dortmund also started with three straight wins, and they won the title. In the Europa League, Tottenham's incident-packed 5-1 win over Asteris at White Hot Lane grabbed the headlines, but there were coups elsewhere. Second in Germany and twice champions, Borussia Mönchengladbach battered Apollon Limassol 5-0, while young boys of Bern upset Napoli and Croatian Minos Rijeka thumped Feyenoord. But the final laurel leaf goes to Ludigaretz. Facing a Basel side that had beaten Liverpool and twice defeated Chelsea last season, the Bulgarian club that's only 13 years old and has to play in Sevilla pulled off their first ever Champions League victory. Jordan Minyev made history when his deflected stoppage time strike found the back of the net, proving that records are not just made by old masters and are loved by more than just statos. Thanks very much, Kate, for that. And you can check out KP's Eurobytes. Summing up the action this week in both the Champions League and Europa League. That's up on our website, along with plenty of other delicious European content to enjoy. And Susie Schaff's got her European blog that you can check out. Some really good reads on the website. So if you love your Europa League and Champions League football, get on there. Check out the European football section on our website. OffsideRulePodcast.com our second topic, I just couldn't say no. Not only was Jose Mourinho interviewed after that Chelsea game, but so was Eden Hazard. And he was asked about the fact that, of course, he gave up his role as first penalty taker to Didier Drogba and asked why he did that. And he just said, well, I couldn't say no. It's Didier Drogba. I couldn't refuse him. So I want other examples, Lindsay, of instances where you or players, anything at all to do with the Champions League, where you just couldn't say no. Well, there are a few footballers' names that I could spout out about not saying no. I'm not going to go down that route, <laughs> although David Beckham would definitely be in there and I know he would for Hayley McQueen as well who's missing from this review show this week um, let's go with a couple of bits and pieces that I think are stand out you couldn't refuse a player who's about to get his 100th goal could you you couldn't refuse him the opportunity to take a penalty or to take a free kick if he's a good free kick taker so I think generally up and down the board anyone who's got sort of a record milestone in sight you couldn't refuse them if they were on your team you couldn't say no no you couldn't surely also Also, if you've got a very authoritarian manager, the sort of manager like Mourinho or Sir Alex Ferguson, who don't take any messing, if they asked you to do anything, like get them a bottle of water, (laughs) (laughs) maybe they're just feeling at half-time a bit bored and they beckon you over for no reason. You still run over. I see that happen with players all the time. You can't refuse them. You have to say yes. If Sir Alex Ferguson asked me to pop out and get a packet of chuddy, chewing gum for him, I wouldn't say no. No, of course you wouldn't. Um, Let's turn this on its head slightly, because I thought this was a great story. And I guess the the moral of not saying no, it would be don't say no to short ball boys. Um, (laughs) Apparently, Wesley Schneider refused to stand behind a tall ball boy because he found it a bit humiliating. Did you see, by the way, Brendan Rodgers with Ronaldo and Kadira? He looked about four foot five compared to the man mountains the very tall, statuesque Real Madrid players. That's very true. And finally from me, I wanted to mention money. Because I think money and football go together, don't they? Certainly money in the Premier League. I have done my best to try and find another example because we know that within the top leagues around Europe, big money gets offered and players can't say no. It's something they can't refuse. And I understand why. You know, there's millions and millions on offer. Let's take US midfielder Michael Bradley as another example because he was playing for Roma 
and he is their standout player in the US squad. US football trying to come up to the standard that the rest of Europe's in MLS getting a lot more high profile, um, but not on the on the level of where Roma are playing in Syria. He decides to leave. It was a very surprise U-turn, and he joined FC Toronto. We're talking about the best US player, and he goes there because it was an offer he couldn't refuse. Of course, the MLS have money now, and that's what they're offering. Isn't that where Jermaine Defoe is at, FC Toronto? Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, man. All right, well, I just came up with uh, a few couldn't-say-nos according to the match action this weekend. Pepe couldn't not... now. Watch out this for double negatives. Pepe, he couldn't not, but he shouldn't have swapped shirts with Mario Balotelli at halftime, should he, at Anfield? What was Balotelli thinking? And he was coming to criticism. I think he might be being fined for that. But yeah, Pepe couldn't not, but shouldn't. Um, I couldn't say no to the Kit Kat you offered me at halftime today, Lindsay. <laughs> Thank no, you, you very say. much. And by the way, folks, if you look at our Twitter feed, Lindsay's been in full HTC 1M8 phone action. She's done a picture of us and she's put a little speech bubble with me going, come on, Spurs. You've been having great fun, haven't you? Yeah, I thought it was about time you supported another team other than Liverpool. <laughs> um, I'm going to add another one here uh, just off the top of my head. Dimitar Berbatov can't say no to gloves, can he? He loves, he loves keeping those fingers warm. There are a lot of those, aren't there? And Ricky Lambert, how must he have felt if Brendan Rodgers had asked him to come on last night? He wouldn't have said no, would he? except he wasn't asked to come on at all. And Liverpool suffered that 3-0 defeat to Real Madrid. Poor old Ricky Lambert. I would have been bursting to get on if I was him. Um, bit of Champions League history here for you. In 2005, when I watched the epic Liverpool... Of course, I'm going to mention this again. Uh, Liverpool's epic win of the Champions League in 2005. I was working at TalkSport, and I watched it in a pub with a TalkSport colleague. When we went into extra time, he was like, should we go back to the office and see what's going on? And part of the commentary team was Ray Houghton. And part of the team working at TalkSport at that time was Ray Houghton. Anyway, when Ray Houghton started dancing around the office, when all those goals started going in, and when we finally won the Champions League, I couldn't say no. I had to get dancing with Ray. The sight of me and him flailing ourselves around the TalkSport offices in celebration. I just couldn't say no. (laughs) Did he actually invite you to dance? I think I might have invited myself. But if he had, I wouldn't have said no. All right, folks, that wraps things up for this week. Don't forget the competition that we've got for you, brought to you by HTC and UEFA, where we've got a pair of tickets to see Arsenal play Anderlecht at Emirates. Maybe Arsenal can put in a performance to be proud of this time round. Um, get entering via our website and also via Twitter as well, using the hashtag HTC Offside. And don't forget, uh, the closing date for that one is the 29th of October. So speedy responses, please. And right now, if you offer me a lift home, I won't say no. <laughs> well, it's funny that because I've got my jetpack turbo car. No, I haven't. My basic household uh, car waiting to jet us home. Uh, that's it from us tonight at White Hart Lane, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you for more European action in a few weeks' time. To enter this week's HTC competition, use the hashtag HTC Offside. Podcast Network.